Lindsay Sutherland Bowl. Today's guest is the founder of She Walks Canada, an organization working to help women live healthy, sober lives. She brings experience as an actor and opera singer, as well as her own journey through recovery to help others. She'll share insights about the superpower she discovered in sobriety. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Lindsay, thanks for joining me for this conversation. I'm just thrilled to connect with you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're doing such interesting, interesting work. It's, it's uh, you know, She Walks Canada is just, I mean, it's unlike anything I've seen. And so I really uh, i am intrigued by what you're doing. And um, I think you and I come from very different backgrounds in some way, but I think we agree really fundamentally on an, on an important thing. As we talk about alcohol use, I come from a faith tradition where we never drink. Um, but uh, I think you and I can agree that drinking isn't a moral issue, right? Uh, despite my faith tradition, I recognize that's a unique, unusual thing, but, but we can agree that, that I think that drinking isn't a moral issue, right? We're, we're talking about a health issue. Uh, is, is that fair? Yes, it's absolutely fair. And what a beautiful way to start. Thank you. Uh, I, and that's one of the cornerstones to She Walks Canada is that we need to have a greater conversation about how do we live alcohol-reduced or alcohol-free lives in an alcohol-drenched world. Everything we do in our society, um, I think even even if you if, if it is part of your upbringing or not, um, we recognize that booze is everywhere, alcohol is everywhere. Um, we socialize, we drink, we go on vacation, we drink, we celebrate, we drink. You know, we go to a sporting event, we, we do it. Everything is. What are you having to drink? You know, yeah. so that is not a disease. That is not a, you know, it's not a moral failing. This is a part of our culture that we need to re-identify with or re-identify with and figure it out. Now, um, when you talk about and think about uh, alcoholism, that, that's a word you, I, I don't want to say reject, but it's certainly one you don't like. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, alcohol use disorder and versus alcoholism. Help us understand the best and latest thinking. Well, and thank you for asking that too. Um, what I believe people are becoming very aware of is that the spectrum of problematic drinking is enormous. And the caricature version or the old school, if you want to call it that, you know, the, the guy who's, you know, drunk in the street who can't hold down a job, like th that doesn't fit the bill. That isn't a good indicator of the issues that we are facing. Um, there are well, this is a pre-pandemic number, but there are 6 million North American women are dealing with problematic use, problematic alcohol use. And so this is a huge issue that is, and it's actually CNN was just reporting on this, about how the um, sort of modern day woman with an alcohol, person with an alcohol use is women. It's not men. And so we, we need to really rejig our thinking about, you know, who is an alcoholic, what is an alcoholic. And my thinking about it is that it is not about how much we drink, but about the impact our drinking has on our lives and the people around us. Yeah. So 
give us some examples of some of the people that you find have identified a problem, struggled, overcome it. What, what's different? But I'm trying to understand the impact, the signs maybe, that someone has an alcohol use problem and, and what, yeah. how it affects you. And, you know, it's, I'll tell you a few interesting ones that you wouldn't necessarily think. Um, if someone is embarrassed to take out their recycling, if someone doesn't want to go to the regular liquor store because they're the people that work there might recognize them too often. Mm -hmm. um, the drinking is getting earlier in the day. Um, we change our schedule in our day to accommodate when we can have our next drink. And what that looks like could be, I really need to go to the grocery store, but I'm not going to. <laughs> right? So we may not have all our ingredients to feed everybody, but I got to get home and have a drink. And, I, and I'm saying that laughing, but, yeah, but, yeah. but th this is, these are, of course, there's much bigger signs and the signs that everybody could recognize. But, but what I'm interested in, the message that I think is interesting to get across is, okay, but for the gray area drinkers out there, which is an enormous amount of people, especially post-COVID or during COVID or wherever, wherever we are in the COVID world right now. Yeah. Um, these, are, these are the questions and the experiences of people who recognize they have a problem and know that they need to do something about it. Yeah, as we um, try to understand this, you have built a, uh, some programmatic aspects at, uh, at She Walks Canada. Uh, to help women uh, overcome uh, drinking problems. Tell us a little bit about some of the programs and how they help. Thank you. So She Walks Canada is the national movement to empower and engage women in and seeking recovery from alcohol use disorder. So that's our, that's our mantra. But, but in more easy to understand terms, uh, we're a, 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 we're an, a organization that benefits women anywhere who are trying to live alcohol-reduced or alcohol-free lives in an alcohol-drenched society. And so we are not a 12-step program. We are not a treatment center. Because as we've already talked about today alone, is that not everybody needs that. Not everybody fits the, you know, <laughs> that this is an alcoholic and we need to send you away to a 90-day treatment center. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes... Um, and this could be in addition to those other treatments. We just need support. And what has been my experience in my own recovery and in the recoveries of hundreds of women I've now witnessed, there is a common theme of needs. And women, particularly at this stage, dealing with this issue, we're in the zeitgeist of the world that we're in right now. We need to be heard. We need to be seen. And many of us do not want to have conversations about our problematic drinking with our friends because guess what? They all have a problem too. And so we don't want to come out and say, hey guys, I got a problem here because then what often happens is the speaker who's saying, I got a problem, feels as though her friends are saying, 
putting a mirror up to her, up to them and saying, you know, that maybe they, and nobody's ready, nobody's saying that, nobody's ready to do that, you know? And so She Walks Canada offers eight calls per week facilitated by certified life and recovery coaches in all the time zones across North America, um, in both French and English, for the purposes of providing a safe, private place where you can show up with your camera on, camera off, mic on, mic off, share whatever it is you want to say to a bunch of strangers who get it. We don't have to justify, we don't have to do anything other than say, this is how I'm feeling today, and be in a room of other women that say, I hear you, I see you. So that's one of the big ones. That, that sounds like a really powerful resource uh, for women who are struggling with these issues. Uh, how does it work? What are you seeing in terms of results from this program? So we, if she walks Canada, bless bless her baby soul. She's uh, she's just over three weeks old, and this this has been our experience. Um, good. <laughs> I can't tell you how many messages I get and our facilitators get that say, I really needed that. I got a message this morning that said, I went to Jillian's meeting on Tuesday and it stopped me from drinking tonight. Uh, this program is saving lives. And like, this is just what I've gotten, you know, since six o'clock this morning, you know? Yeah. And and it's it's a reflection that... And there certainly are other recovery groups out there that are doing incredible work. Um, what I like about She Walks Canada is it's just for women. And what women need to get past this issue is often different than what men need, and that's okay. And yeah. so we're just providing the space for women to go and be safe with other women. The other thing that we're doing that is unique is we're prioritizing our mental health by offering these supports and motivation and in conversation, all these other things that we're offering. But we also are collectively and virtually walking across the country, 7,315 kilometers or 4,545 miles within this six month time frame. And what is amazing to me is that at three weeks, we're already over a third the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so and what many, many women, and certainly was my case, um, just the act of walking can prevent someone from drinking. The act of walking can, can begin a, a, a journey of peace, calm, get them out of the four walls in which we are all so living in right now, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And walking is key. And now we are a serious movement that is taking to the streets collectively and virtually. And, uh, and we're going to grow this sober movement to normalize um, drinking or a life without drinking. Now, before we started to record, you mentioned that there's a pile of snow in your yard. Tell us a little bit about walking in the winter in Canada. Oh, well, uh, it, it's a, uh, I live in Toronto, Canada. And so we get all four seasons, uh, which is a blessing, um, and a curse. So I, my coldest walk that I had, and I, I don't know what the Fahrenheit is, so maybe you can tell me, but, but the coldest I have ever walked in is minus 32. So Ooh. I, I don't do minus 35. I just, it's just too much. But it's it doesn't <laughs> minus three two is okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that, 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 that's enough. Um, but it's all about the gear. You just got to have the right gear. It's like a metaphor for life. 
you know, you can go in the hot, you can go in the cold, you can do whatever, but you just got to wear the right coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to circle back to uh, to something that you you said earlier because I think it's fundamental to our conversation, and I don't want to miss something so fundamental. But y- you mentioned that She Walks Canada is for women only, mm-hmm. and that women have a different or unique perspective, take, experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about how a woman's experience differs from a man's, and why a woman needs uh fellowship with other women exclusively to to work through this i'm glad you asked that and it's a bit of a difficult question to answer but it's an important question to answer uh it has been my experience and the experience of many other women um that many of us certainly not all of us but many of us who get to a place in our lives where we use substances like alcohol Um, to numb or to cope with our lives, we recognize that at some point there was a trauma. Something happened where we um, needed over time to self-medicate. And there are a lot of women whose trauma is with men. And so we are not going to go into a vulnerable situation like a group meeting that I was talking about earlier, where we share things we cannot share with the people around us because of our own shame, our own guilt, and go and do that in front of men. Yeah. Yep. 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 I I, I hear you. That that is. Um... A powerful insight, and I and 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 justifies this uh, great work that you're doing for women. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a a movement uh, right now that you have uh, captured. It seems to be developing around kind of sobriety right now. Uh, what do you think is causing that? Is that because people develop? greater dependence on alcohol during the pandemic or is it because sitting at home we began to appreciate that alcohol was interfering with our lives what do you how do you see that why people are wanting to get sober now yeah well if we're going to speak about the gray area drinker who doesn't fit the old school caricature you know of, right, of an yeah. um like i remember Early in the pandemic, uh, in like March, like early, 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 um, I was driving past our local liquor store and there was a lineup around the block. And my first thought was, I'm so glad I'm not in that lineup. Um, And my second thought was, isn't that interesting? If they're shutting everything else down, they're keeping the liquor store open. And I thought it's probably because if they close the liquor store, they're going to create a bigger mental health crisis than COVID. And so I think one of the blessings of this whole COVID experience is that there has been a much greater conversation about mental health and about how we have been affected by this experience, how our anxiety has risen because of this experience, the uncertainty of our futures, our many, many relationships have really suffered. Um, Safe home is not a safe place for everybody when we need to stay at home, you know, all of these things. And I think as a result, a lot of folks have said, whoa, what do 
I want out of the rest of my life. Number one. Number two, I don't want to numb out from the rest of my life. I may want to numb out from this pandemic experience, but I don't want to numb out from the rest of my life. And we recognize that the drinking is getting earlier. We recognize that our our recycling bags are awfully jingly. You know, like we're we're seeing that we are underperforming in our lives. And I think that is a, a real awareness that comes a little bit over time is that this problematic drinking that many of us have shows up in interesting ways um, that affect our productivity and how we show up for the people and the things that matter to us. And as we become aware of that, we become aware that it's time to change. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, this is an exciting effort, Lindsay, and I am thrilled to see you doing it. And I hope you're going to be hugely successful. As you think about stepping into this project, uh, what do you see as your core strength, your inner superpower that will help you get this done successfully? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I will answer that by saying the day that I, the first day that I didn't drink, something happened to me. And I was down in my kitchen making a coffee, hungover, shame, the whole thing. And I could see for the first time, I don't know why, because I was hungover, but it was like I could see everything in my kitchen clearly for the first time. And I recognized that everything in my kitchen, I hated. The teacup, the coffee maker, the tea towel, like I hated it all. And But I put it there. And so it was in that moment that I realized if I can put it there, I can unput it there. And that began the awareness that I believe that our greatest superpowers are the things that we feared the most in addiction. And I was terrified of, um, I believed that my life wouldn't mean anything. And I believed that I didn't, I wouldn't be able to make meaningful connection. And that, that parallel, I had a lot of anxiety around that. And then, you know, as I got sober, went through my process, you know, did all the inner work, went for the walks, you know, <laughs> did all the things. Um, went to group meetings with other women, you know, as we share our stuff. Um, I learned that I didn't have to work at connection. I didn't have to work at the things that paralyzed me in addiction because they came naturally in recovery. Wow. The uh, th that is really kind of a profound thing. Give us an example or two of some of those things that you didn't have to work at, but came naturally uh, as a result of recovery. There, the I made a post today, and um, it it would. I see. I lean forward because I'm like, am I going to say this? <laughs> yeah. It's true. I always wanted to be an athlete, but I can't kick, I can't throw a ball, and I don't have an athletic bone in my body. <laughs> and, you know, I was also quite overweight, you know, totally out of shape, you know, you know, with no sports skill set at all. But what ended up happening, uh, and, and She Walks Canada was certainly part of this, is that 
I discovered my inner athlete. And um, I had a vision for myself in January 2021 that I, I don't know what it was. I literally wanted a picture at the end of the year. I wanted a picture. And I wanted a picture of me wearing a bunch of medals. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sporty? How am I going to do that? <laughs> and, and I said, and there was a little voice inside my head that said, go the distance. I'm like, what? Go the what? And so I just started walking. Anyways, 365 days later, I completed my 18th ultra distance uh, uh, trek. The shortest was a 34 kilometer uh, paddle, which is the distance of the English Channel, and I did that in eight hours. And then the wow. longest was the Iceland of perimeter, the perimeter of Iceland, 1,333 kilometers. And my post actually was about what I learned, what the distances taught me, uh, and one of the biggest takeaways is that we are what we believe we are. We are our inner narrative. And we got to be really careful, really mindful about what we say because we'll believe it. Yeah. So athleticism, wow. I think, is a big one. A lot of people find athleticism and fitness and health because we have the capacity to take better care of ourselves. Yeah. And so that really shifted for you as you adopted a sober lifestyle. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, I just want to yeah. want to make sure that we're yeah. Yeah, I became I became an athlete, and um, and I got my pictures of my medals and all that, and I won't do any more ultra distance marathons or ultra marathons anymore. But but I do have new fitness goals. I have dreams. I have, you know, I, I want to see more of my shoulder caps. Like, what does that even mean? But <laughs> yeah. it's, well, it, what it is is I like I lift a lot of heavy weights and. And what's happening is when I look in the mirror at myself at the gym and I see my physical self getting stronger, it's an absolute reflection of what's going on on the inside, you know, and it's, yeah. it is incredibly empowering. And I didn't know how to lift weights. I always wanted to lift. That's the other thing. I always wanted to lift weights, but I didn't know how to lift weights. And I go to, I go to Good Life Fitness and they have a, a woman's section. You know, you think I would be all over that considering she yeah. was Canada, but I'm like, no, I don't want to have to choose the women's section because I don't know how to lift right or I'm scared to lift with the big boys or any of that crap. Yeah, so I was in right. and I found the most ripped woman I could who teaches men and professional athletes, her name is Johanna Jackson, how to lift. And I said, Johanna, your job, I'm going to pay you to teach me how to lift with the big boys. And she said, okay. And she did. And so that's wow. what I do. I go to the gym and I lift with the big boys because I can hold my own and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Wow. Like that's, that's again, another metaphor for recovery. Like it's all yeah. connected. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. How do you uh, hope that other women can emulate you? What are the key steps for channeling that inner strength you find in sobriety? I guess that what I hear you saying your superpower is, is sort of that rediscovering the who you are and your incredible capabilities in sobriety how how do you hope other women can find that well i think i think the big piece here is that 
Our recovery journeys are very unique, and I think about them a lot like motherhood and carrying a baby and, and birthing a child. Like every every pregnancy is different, every every baby's different, you know, everything's different. And I think the same way about recovery. Our experiences are totally different. Same themes, same milestones you got to hit, the whole shebang. But what we learn about ourselves is completely unique to us. But what allows us to raise our hand and say, me too, what allows us to click on a registration button to show up to a group meeting with a bunch of strangers you never met before and tell them you have a drinking problem is that there are the women that come before us that say, you're not alone. I was there too. Not everybody needs to speak publicly. Not everybody wants to speak publicly. I totally get that. But what has inspired me in my journey is how women show up for women. Like there's a whole bunch of people out there that have so much dirt on me, you know, because of the stuff that I said in these meetings. But I know that every single one of those women is a vault. I know that every single one of those women is a warrior for me. And so my hope is that other women who are struggling will have the courage. It takes courage to join a meeting, whether it's with She Walks or any other organization, doesn't matter. But to show up and have the courage to say, I need help. And it is waiting for you. And it is right there. Oh, fantastic. Well, Lindsay, I really am so grateful for our conversation today. I'm grateful for the work you've taken on, and I wish you success in that. Before we wrap up, would you take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about She Walks Canada, how they can connect with you personally or on social media. Uh, give us a little bit of a rundown so people aren't lost looking for next steps with yeah. you today. So the best thing to do is go to shewalkscanada.com. Uh, there we have all of our virtual meetings that you can click on there. <laughs> you can access our virtual meetings from there. You can access our motivation page, books, podcasts, uh, my vlog where I talk about many issues that women are facing today. Uh, on uh, And you can join the walk and log your kilometers and well be part of our community. There's also a private Facebook group that you can access through SheWalksCanada.com where uh, you can join, you can post, you can get support, you can be supported. Uh, and there's reminders about the meetings in there. Um, also on uh, Instagram at she walks Canada, you can follow us there. We profile um, our journeys, how how we're doing with our participants, where we are in our journey. Um, and I read everything. Um, I have a team of people that um, are the foundation of how this came to be. Uh, but at this stage in the game, I'm lucky enough to be able to read every message, um, and I respond. Uh, and so I'm available. Just find me at SheWalksCanada.com or at SheWalksCanada uh, on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, Lindsay, again, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in this tremendous effort to help women who are struggling with their alcohol use to gain control over their lives and, and have the joy and happiness you're having. So thank good you. luck with that. We're, we're, <laughs> we're uh, praying for you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, 
superpowersforgood.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.